Alrighty. Podcast mode. Shout out to uh, Greg over at Sneed Days. You know, gonna have to steal his warm up for a second. <laughs> but still, podcast mode. Alright, we good. <sighs> What's going on though? As you can see, different setting. Um, actually, in uh, my sneaker room, um, fortunately, I ain't like uh, the old head, aka Eddie. Uh, I ain't got a collection like that, unfortunately. But I mean, when you've been collecting as long as that man has, uh, yeah, you're definitely uh, gonna be behind. <laughs> uh, so. I do want to say this, apologize for not having video for the past few weeks. Um, been busy, been barely having enough time to even record audio, slash uh, been having technical difficulties. So I do want to apologize for that again. But uh, yeah, you know, um, gave Eddie the week off. Uh, <laughs> Uh, you know, he has some family in town he hasn't seen in a while, so I told him, you know, take the week off, you know, go hang out with the family. That's way more important than this. So, uh, it'll, it'll be back next week. But, uh, I did get his blessing. Um, you know, the show must go on. So, uh, this is going to be the first episode of The Youngin'. <laughs> Oh, man. Um, you know, let me, let me start off by saying this. Uh, so, I want to say I've been doing this for roughly three going on four years um, here shortly. Um, I, I always say it never gets any easier to get in front of this camera, like, even me, myself, like, I tried to do a solo episode one time just to even see if I could even get through it. And, yeah, uh, needless to say, you guys will never hear that episode ever. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to save y'all the trouble and your ears. <laughs> but, um, you know, uh, great things take time and uh, practice makes perfect. So, you know, I'm going to give it another shot. Uh, now, if y'all don't want to sit here and listen to my beautiful voice, uh, you, you don't got to listen to it. I'm not going to force you. Um, yeah, we'll just leave it there. <laughs> oh, man. But, um, yeah, here we are. Here we are. So I do want to start this off with some unfortunate news I just found out about um, recently. Wyndham Rotunda, I hope I said that last name right, a.k.a. Uh, Bray Wyatt in WWE, um, sadly has passed away. Now, you're probably wondering why am I talking about this. Me, I'm still a very big uh, professional wrestling fan. Yes, I know it's fake. I I, I know. <laughs> I know. 
Uh, yeah, I do. I do know it's fake. I do understand that. But you know, I grew up watching it. It's something I'll probably always continue to watch. So you know, it's just it is what it is. Uh, yeah. But you know, sad to hear. Because uh, I was actually a very big fan of his, especially um, his uh, mic skills were arguably some of the greatest mic skills we had seen in this modern era of professional wrestling. And, you know, it's just sad to see uh, talent like that uh, sadly pass. So, you know, uh, RIP to him and, you know. Wish the family well, and yeah, for those that may not have gotten a chance to, you know, see his work or, you know, just uh, understand who he was, uh, you know, definitely uh, some great work, man. And, you know, it's just going to be sad knowing that, uh, you know, he's sadly left uh, this earth. Uh, yeah, it's tragic, man, tragic, but. R.I.P. to him. So to uh, move forward, because I have no way how to segue. <laughs> I can't really segue out of that any better. Um, let me start off with this. I've been getting asked all week about Trey Lance. So I figured I'd start off by addressing it. Uh, to keep it blunt. I honestly don't like how things are going with him. Uh, more so, I don't like the fact that the organization has just kind of given up on him, in a sense. Now, let me expound on that a little bit. I do get it. It's a business at the end of the day, and preseason is meant to determine who is getting that second-string quarterback role because... Brock Purdy already got that starting starting job locked up. Like it's not even a question. Now Sam Darnold, they had said that he came in and pretty much separated himself from Trey Lance, so that's really what won him the job. Um now here's my thing. They're talking about trading Trey Lance. I am actually on the side of, I don't think we should do that. Now, you're probably wondering why I say that. Let me explain. Oh, sorry, I gotta get stretching. <laughs> uh, so, I don't think we should trade him because, A, just our QB situation last year where, you know, Trey gets hurt. Jimmy has to step in. Jimmy gets hurt. Brock Purdy has to step in. We play the Eagles. Brock Purdy gets hurt. Jimmy Garoppolo can't play. Trey Lance is out for the season. I, I believe it was Josh Johnson, the four-string quarterback, had to come in. He gets hurt. Christian McCaffrey has to start playing quarterback. We realize we can't do that because we need him. <laughs> like, you see where I'm getting at? Like, I don't want another situation like that to happen again where we're basically out of quarterbacks. So, 
I think we should just go on ahead and keep Trey Lance just for that reason. Now, we're probably not going to. I'm just going to keep it a buck there. But I think it would be a good idea if we did. That's all I'm saying. Now, if we do trade him, we're probably not going to get much. I think they said the most we would get is like a third-round pick because I've been reading articles that Minnesota was uh, a top contender to trade for him, which I actually just found out Trey Lance is from Minnesota. Um, Didn't even know that. Uh, I, I believe he is from what I was reading. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Now, I will say, if he gets a, if he gets traded, I do wish him nothing but the best because, you know, maybe it was just a situation he's just not going to be able to flourish with the 49ers. Sometimes that's just how it works with some of these players. They're not good on their team they get drafted to they go somewhere else and that's when you start to see them shine sometimes that's just how it works uh it will kind of be a bittersweet feeling to see that happen but at the end of the day i would not be fully upset because i like the guy don't get it twisted i've never like disliked him especially i've told people i can't judge how good he is off of three professional starts I believe it was before he got hurt I can't really judge you off that like yes I know you get a lot of flag uh Trey Lance gets a lot of flag because he had one good year in college uh and then a lot of people were saying that you know he wasn't going to transition well to the NFL I mean bro to be fair not everybody is you know your elite guy is like you know Patrick Mahomes Joe Burrow uh I mean the two that I'd say really had slight learning curves Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson because I mean they didn't come out their first year and were instantly like stars like they actually had to learn a little bit they had to kind of go through the motions a little bit so I mean it it takes time, bro. Like, that's kind of what I kind of realized with Trey Lance. You know, it might just take some time. So, we'll, we'll see where it goes with that. <sighs> I mean, I earned that. Still looking forward to the season, you know. Just kind of sucks that, you know, that whole situation is going on. But, you know, it is what it is. So, figured I'd do a little something different, you know, since I'm solo Mac today. <laughs> figured I'd do some pickups. Uh, so, wanted to start off with uh, probably my three favorites. If you know me well enough, uh, you know this is my all-time favorite sneaker silhouette. Uh, the Nike SB Janowski. Uh, these are the most recent ones I just picked up. Here, I'll take them out the box as well. I believe they're called the 
Lilic uh, colorway. Uh, Lilic medium pink. Um, I mean, nothing too special. Uh, like I said, they're not everybody's cup of tea. Uh, what really got me on this shoe was A, my favorite skateboarder. I'm putting this in the box wrong. God dang it. <laughs> uh, so my favorite current skateboarder, uh, Shane O'Neill. That was probably the only shoe he really wore before he got his own signature model. And on top of that, a good friend of mine was actually uh, Flow for Nike. Uh, when we were in high school and he was like the first person I had seen wear them when they first came out. So that's what really made me fall in love with them, just seeing them. And also just seeing that, you know, at that time, that was arguably the best skate shoe, uh, that Nike had ever made. People want to say it's dunks, but let's keep it a buck. SB dunks died in like 2010s. In the 2010s era, they were dead. Let's just keep it a buck. But, you know, really, it was just wearing that shoe. And on top of that, when the florals dropped, like, I had to have them. Like, I'd probably spent four years just trying to hunt them all down. And there's probably still, like, two to three that I'm still currently looking for. But the original four I do have. So, you know, happy about that. But... You know, moving on, uh, the second most recent one I got were uh, the Gorge Greens, which I've actually worn already. <laughs> so, And it's kind of funny, too, because uh, there's one more <laughs> that I bought. But, um, yeah. And, you know, I really like this colorway, too. Nice simple green now very uh just simple shoe and you know like i said they're not for everybody but you know what else is cool too like uh so these are the original insoles that actually come in them uh and they actually give you two insoles which i have the second insole in these ones um, from what I know, there's not too much of a comfort difference in them. I could be wrong about that, but just from what I've kind of noticed, just trying on this, uh, third pair I'm about to show you because I kept the, uh, cork looking, uh, insole in, uh, there's not too much of a difference. Then here's the, uh, third pair. I bought these first because these were actually the first ones that came out with the uh, uh, research and redevelopment uh, series that they're doing right now. And I've only tried these on. I haven't actually worn them out. So <laughs> it's kind of funny. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, second in soles. And then here they are. These are called the John Dyfel uh, colorway, I believe. Which, uh, yeah. Now, solid colorway. Um, you know, 
I would really say this one is probably going to be the toughest one I try to wear. And, you know, that's just for the simple fact of, you know, just there being so many colors involved in it. But, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll probably break these out here soon. Um, who knows? I might break them out tomorrow since I got my uh, fantasy draft party, you know. Uh, it was funny, though. Um, when these were coming back out, I actually had to tell a homie of mine, they're very hard to break in. My recommendation, if you ever decide to get a pair of Janowskis, you put them in the microwave for 30 minute or excuse me, 30 second increments. <laughs> Again, 30 second increments. You can probably do 45 and then do another 20. But it's really just to kind of heat the shoe up to kind of expand it. And then you put your foot in it and then just wear them out that day. Uh, or you can like put a shoe tree in it or like stuff it with a sock just to kind of like kind of expand everything a little bit because they're a very tough shoe to break in. Like I tell you, I wore the Gorge Greens uh, when we were filming um, the previous drinks and kicks and that was the first time I had worn them. Oh yeah, my feet were killing me. <laughs> Well, you know, uh, when you love a shoe so much, you're you going to uh, make some sacrifices. But, oh, yeah, I love this shoe. Like, all-time top three favorite shoe of all time. Well, silhouette of all time, I should say. <sighs> Next up, uh, here's another most recent one. Um... Black Toe Lows, as you can see, I have the sale rope laces. And, you know, these are actually solid, bro. Like, this is actually my first uh, Jordan 1 Low. Uh, I was very amazed with the comfort level of these because... You know, Jordan 1s typically aren't that comfortable. For some odd reason, these are very comfortable. <laughs> like, it is crazy how comfortable they actually are. <laughs> uh, but, you know, this is a shoe that, you know, I was not expecting to get these so easily, especially at the beginning of the year when they got announced. Um... I guess it's just kind of showing the whole situation we're in with sneaker culture. You know, it's just in a weird spot right now. And I'm not necessarily mad at it. Like, I was voiced. It's actually good for us as sneakerheads that sneaker culture is in the spot that it's in because it allows us to be able to get whatever we want whether it's retail or at cheaper resale prices. So, the end of the day, I'm not complaining. You know, I actually kind of like that the hype has died down a little bit. Yeah, and uh, which is why this last pair right here was so much easier to get. 
And let me tell you, I've worn these a lot, actually. <laughs> like, this is probably my most worn shoe recently. The Fly Streetwear SB Dunk. And let me just say this. Shout out to Pick and Roll Kicks out here in uh, Sunny Slope, Arizona. Um, the homies, uh, Ivan and his wife, uh, Leslie. Uh, make sure to go give them a follow. Check out their store if you live out here, if you ever visit out here. So the story behind getting these was um, I had actually hit on the UNC to Chicago women's Jordan 1 low. And, you know, I kind of knew I wasn't keeping them. So, you know, I he actually reached out to me because I said I wasn't keeping them on my story. And he said, you know, when you get them, uh, just bring them by yeah you know trade we'll just give you cash for them like whatever um i had remembered that he actually had these in the store and you know it, i'm not sure what the hype is with these you know if people like them if people don't like them i knew i liked them so i had remembered that he had a pair of my size so you know i kind of told myself if I was trading that shoe. It was either going to be towards these or they have a vintage Beatles shirt, which I posted a picture of uh, in the uh, shop series uh, collage that I've been doing. Uh, go check it out on my Instagram or the Divergent Being Instagram, I should say. Um, it was either this or that shirt and uh, they had this. So, yeah, I definitely was choosing this <laughs> but uh yeah this is a dope shoe man like the quality on this thing is nuts and i've actually said this is probably my sneaker of the year um obviously you know everybody's gonna have a different opinion but just like the quality behind this thing and i'm pretty sure like the camera can't really do it justice just how clean this looks like but yeah this, this shoe is phenomenal <laughs> let me say that again phenomenal <laughs> but yeah you know those just been my latest pickups uh really i'm kind of getting to a point now um I've almost been telling people I'm kind of semi-retired when it comes to sneakers. And, you know, it, it's not necessarily like a, I feel like I had too many or such thing. Because, you know, I want to say last time I counted, I probably only have like 50 pairs total. I mean, for me, really, it's just getting to a point now, like I'm getting satisfied like i'm content with what i have you know i have things that i like slash you know have those i guess attention seeker uh sneakers uh you know your hype beast sneakers that people man they see you like oh damn you got those like you know and i mean me i i'm not really big on the whole like Oh yeah, I need the attention and all that. I'm just buying stuff that white, bro. Like that's really all it is. Uh, but really, I'm just getting to a point. I'm pretty content, and you know, it's like really, 
I want to start more so invest my money in, you know, whether it's the media stuff, whether it's my detailing business, you know, once this housing market eventually starts correcting itself, I'm trying to get a bigger house, you know, I'm trying to get back into cars again, which I mean, that that love will always be my first love. I mean, sneakers was a good holdover, but it's getting to a point like, yeah, I'm getting pretty content, bro. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll see. I, I have said once I get a Sean Weatherspoon 97 and a Blue Lobster, I'll add that too. I think I'll be done. <laughs> Who knows, though? Who knows? Well, you know, uh, speaking of uh, sneakers and all that, <sighs> Meek Mill versus the reseller. Let, let's talk about it. Let me start off by saying this. Um, I, for one, think the reseller was in the right. Let me just say that. Let me explain why. I don't care how you feel about sneaker reselling. It's a business at the end of the day. Let's just get that out the way now. It's a business. So me being a businessman. I'm going to fully say, yeah, you make your money. <laughs> by any means necessary. <laughs> I'm just going to leave it at that. If you don't like what I'm saying, it's understandable. It's understandable. I do not knock you. But just knowing how I am, how it is for me as a business owner, I got to eat at the end of the day. That's how it works. So if you don't know what happened, video flown around at a God Soul event. Meek Mill at this God Soul event. Stumbles across this reseller. He's selling a Nike SB Jordan 4. Uh, dude tells him 500, I believe. And, you know, he says, oh, I can get it at the store for like 3.30, which, yeah, you can. I'm not lying. He could. Uh, he proceeds to tell him, I'm going to go ahead and give you the 500, but that's a bad deal. You know, you could have let me get it for, I believe, 3.30 and, you know, I'll could have got the meat meal commercial. I would have shouted you out, but I'm going to give you the 500, but that's a bad deal. Also said, I'm going to teach you how to hustle as well. First thing wrong with this. Bro, learn how to haggle. Like, learn how to make a deal better. And this is speaking towards me, Mill. Dude needs to learn how to make a better deal. 
two. <laughs> you didn't have to buy the shoe, bro. <laughs> like, you didn't have to do it. Three. Bro. How are you going to teach anybody how to hustle if you just hustled yourself? Like, you got finessed at the end of the day because you still paid dude's price and you made yourself look like an idiot. Let's just be honest here for a second. Like, it, bro. Like, it, do I need to really say any more? <laughs> Is it, in my eyes, the whole, like, interaction was just stupid to me. Because it's like, all right, I'll put it to you this way. Me owning a detailing business. I charge, you know, minimum 900 to a grand for ceramic coatings. You know, well, we use Kendrick Lamar, for example, one of my favorite rappers. He could come to me and tell me, hey, I have this Ferrari I'd love for you to do a ceramic coating on. But would you be interested in doing it for 500 and I shout you out? I'm declining that deal. I'm just going to keep it a buck with you. Now, the reason being, those take a lot of work. Two, you're not guaranteeing me that you're going to shout me out. And three, bro, I know you got it. So don't don't try to play me, bro. That's just a bad business deal on my part. I'm sorry. I can't do that. Now, if you tell me, hey, 800 and I'll shout you out and, you know, you and you out here, you know, we get I get the car done. You know, you pay me and you out here like, oh, yeah, you know, this detailer hooked it up, you know, come check him out. He does great work. OK, yeah, yeah, I'm cool with that. I got my money at the end of the day. You shouted me out. I kept my end of the bargain. You kept your end of the bargain. I'm cool with that. Now, you're asking why I use that example. Because Meek Mill goes to a different table. This reseller sells him dunks for $100. I, I can't recall the amount of dunks that he bought from him. But it's like, wow. Don't get finessed by rich people. They got money, bro. We out here trying to scratch and claw, bro. So I'm just going to leave that at that because I'm sorry. That that was just the stupidest interaction I've ever seen in my life. So to keep it on the sneakers. Uh, so a little late. Ooh. Dang, plane tickets going up. Uh, anyways, uh, a little late. Um, I did want to talk about this with Eddie, but you know, 
obviously uh life happens and you know I had to stick with the script uh recently greg had uh tromageddon on the sneak this podcast which uh i tell you all the time go check them out so for those that don't know tromageddon he predominantly uh does reps i believe he does still buy you know what's considered authentic real sneakers he does still buy them but uh i guess what he's mainly known for is reps uh i didn't really find out about him till like roughly a year ago uh eddie was telling me about him because eddie was suggesting we should have him on the old head and the youngin um so i'm i'm just say full transparency here um i don't dislike the guy at all Actually, I don't mind what he does because at least he's being his authentic self at the end of the day. I can respect that. Uh, And then regarding that episode. So let me just say this about uh, Greg. And, you know, I'm going to fanboy a little bit, but. uh, Greg Robinson, uh, the well, one of the two voices of the sneak this sneaker podcast i will always give that man his flowers let me just say that right now i will always give that man his flowers till the day that i stop doing media myself till the day that i die i will always give that man his flowers because a every time that man gets on the mic and i'll be the first to i may not agree with everything he says but he keeps it a buck every time he gets on that mic. I respect that. <laughs> Same with George. I respect those two. They keep it a buck every time they get on that mic. I also respect the fact that he was willing to even have trauma getting on the podcast. Because, I mean... Yeah, it's going to rub your fan base the wrong way. Having a guy that's known for buying rep sneakers on your sneaker podcast. It's it's might hurt your reputation a little bit, but that's what I respect so much about Greg. He does not care. <laughs> because, hey, he knows he has the best sneaker podcast in the world. He knows it. Now, yes, you know, you have complex and all that, but let's be real here. If they weren't backed by a multi-million dollar company, like, would they really be much? Because, I mean, I don't even watch them. I've only watched them probably like twice, and it's like, bro, they talk about the same stuff. I really only like Joe LaPuma. Like, Brendan Dunn, I can't speak on too much because, I mean, I don't really pay too much attention to him. But other than that, I really don't like Joe Joe LaPuma. Uh, Full size run is trash. I'm just going to say that right now. Um, I've said repeatedly, I think their uh, complex uh, sneaker of the year panel is trash. Like, it has not been good for, like, the past few years. Um, need I say more, but you know, that episode with, uh, Greg and Tromageddon, 
I actually really enjoyed it. For one, I learned a lot about reps because, you know, luckily, Tromageddon, he's been involved with reps for so long now. He was actually able to kind of clear some things up for me, at least. I'm speaking for myself only. He was able to clear some things up for me. Now, the end of the day, I get it. Some people might not like the guy, you know. Some of y'all, oh, no, uh, real over reps, da-da-da-da-da. Uh, oh, I would never wear reps, da-da-da-da-da. Like, bro, I'm a firm believer in I'm never going to tell a grown man how to spend their money. <laughs> Like, whatever you do, that's your business. I will say this. I don't like how some cats get reps and try to flex them as real. Like, it, they're reps. Just say it's reps, bro. Like, I'm not really going to judge you. Like, heck, half the time, you can't even really tell anymore. <laughs> like, they're getting so good now. It's hard to tell. Like, one of my boys has a red Dior 1. I've only seen one Dior one in my life that was an authentic pair. So, yeah, I can't really judge if, you know, a one is real or fake because I've only seen one. Uh, I had a uh, rep, uh, Brett 11, that me and Eddie actually did a comparison video on on my personal YouTube channel. Let me tell you. Eddie is very knowledgeable in sneakers in general, very knowledgeable in Jordan 11s. He had the toughest time trying to figure out what were the differences because it was that spot on. That's why we call them 98 percenters because they're getting so good now. You can't even tell anymore what's real and what's fake. Now, I will say this. If you do wear reps, I ain't going to be sitting there like, oh, yeah, those are fake. Oh, why are you wearing fake shoes? I honestly don't care, bro. It's just when you start trying to pass them off as real, that's kind of what irks me because you're trying to fake it, bro. <laughs> like, I like just keep it a buck. Like that, like, that is all I'm really asking. Like, just keep it a bug, bro. And that's why I actually respect Trump again, because at least he keeps it a bug. Like, they're reps. So, you know, much love to that dude. You know, I hope to have him on, you know, whether it's a podcast, one of the shows in the future. Um, he's definitely welcome. Uh, so. This is a topic I have been wanting to chat about with some people, but, you know, I figured, why not just do it solo? Uh, this whole, like, discussion about, you know, is rap slash hip-hop in a bad spot, always oh, in dying? I'm getting very tired of it. Let me just say that. Um... I think it was Yo Gotti. I saw a uh, a um, statement from. He said, 
you know, rap slash J-pop hasn't been the same since, uh, you know, COVID, the pandemic. And, you know, I was just sitting there pondering on that statement. I'm like, that's kind of false to me. And keep in mind, I'm speaking for myself only. I can't speak for anybody else, but I feel like a lot of people think rap slash hip hop is in a bad spot is because they got so used to hearing the same thing. So when they hear something different, it's hard for them to kind of decide whether or not they like it. Now, I'm not saying that's everybody. I'm not saying that's like half of rap slash hip hop listeners. I'm saying just from what I've encountered from some people, that's kind of how it sounds. Now, there's there's a good point. I could be wrong. And I'll, I'll say, you know, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But, you know, not everybody's supposed to sound like Drake. Not everybody's supposed to sound like Kendrick. Not everybody's supposed to sound like J. Cole. Like, you kind of see where I'm getting at, like, there's so many different styles slash subgenres in rap slash hip hop that, you know, it's became so diverse. And if you really want to hear something different or, you know, something new, you got to branch out. Like, hey, one album I've really been enjoying um, this year, uh, Mick Jenkins just dropped his new album, uh, you know, and let me make sure I get the name right. Uh, his new album, uh, The Patience. Phenomenal album. Like, I've probably listened to that album uh, all the way through like five times now. The album is great. And, you know, for those that don't know Mick Jenkins, you know, he's highly regarded as, you know, one of the best modern day conscious rappers. And,. You know, the album is just great. Like, honestly, if I could rate it, I'd give it a 9 out of 10. And I only say a 9 because I felt like it could use a couple more songs. That's really it. Other than that, you know, uh, beats are great. Uh, mix flow is wonderful. Every feature he had on the album killed it. <laughs> And he got some crazy features, you know, Freddie Gibbs, Benny the Butcher, J.I.D., Vic Menza actually snapped. <laughs> uh, so that album has just been great. And, you know, another album that, uh, you know, it came out last year, um, Absol. I actually said I thought Absol had the best album that came out in 2022. Now, it came out super late in 2022, but, you know, to me, that was the best album that year. Now, a lot of people say differently, but, you know, that's just my opinion. You know, a lot of people would also say, too, that uh, Larry June has the best album uh, this year, uh, along with uh, Killer Mike, which uh, uh, Michael by Killer Mike, phenomenal album. Larry June... Um, I've just kind of gotten to a point. He's just not for me. I'm not saying the dude's trash or nothing. 
I think he's a little overhyped just because I don't know where all these Larry June super fans just came from out of the blue. But, um, yeah, his music is just not for me. I do recognize the talent and, you know, great artists. I can see that. It's just, yeah, his music's just not for me. It's a little too relaxed for me, and I'm not a big fan of that all the time. But, you know, I, I'd definitely say uh, Larry June's album, uh, especially the one with, uh, I think it's the one with the Alchemist, uh, Michael by Killer Mike, and this Mick Jenkins albums. Three great albums this year. Now, a lot of people are going to say there's other ones, too. I apologize. I'm still trying to catch up with uh, some stuff I missed uh, earlier this year. Um, you know, happens sometimes. <laughs> you you miss a lot of things, especially when you're busy. So, you know, I'm going back and trying to listen to stuff. But, you know, just kind of wanted to give my opinion on that statement because I'm getting a little tired of hearing it. Like... Just because your favorite rapper has not dropped an album, that does not mean that there's not other stuff you cannot go listen to. That's all I'm saying. But I'm going to leave it at that. This is going to be a shorter episode. Uh, Like I said, solo Mac. (laughs) You know, I had to keep the show running. But, no, appreciate y'all for listening. And, you know, on to the next one. And don't worry, uh, the old head will be back next week. <laughs> Till next time, though. Y'all take it easy. Peace.